Well, good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday again. And, you know, I got like 10, 15 episodes I've recorded and they all fall out of date so quick nowadays with shit going on. I've decided to go back to maybe something a little different, kind of more of an evergreen content, so it doesn't matter if I put it out today or tomorrow or the next day. Um, And so I will be releasing a lot of those or uploading them onto uh, Podbean at CRN, you know, .podbean.com or uh, Mark, or I think prepperguy.podbean.com. You know, so I will be getting them out there. Just some of them might be kind of dated. But you know how I go off on a tangent anyway. So it's, it's only dated for that one reason that I might be talking about something in Ukraine and all that. But other than that, it's probably quite relevant. Um, so I thought, you know, I, I, I put out a podcast about I Need My Coffee and it seemed to do really well and very popular. Um, and it's probably because it's back to what, you know, this, my fucking name, prepper guy, you know, I should be talking about prepping and the way the world is changing so much these days and everything going on, you know, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to keep top of mind awareness of shit's going to happen eventually. So, oh, big mosquito flying around, uh, so what I'm thinking is uh, just kind of refocus back onto my efforts of just talking about the, the common sense-ness of being a prepper again. Because the world has always been in a state of flux since the beginning of time. And, you know, one of my T-shirts I made, it's, you know, Prepper Guy since 1978, because that's when I really started thinking the world was going to end. And uh, here, here we are, still doing good things have escalated to a point to where we should be more concerned than maybe a lot of people are. But there's other things to, you know, focus on in life besides just the end of the world. You know, like local politics and stuff, things that we could actually maybe change. National politics are a waste of time. You can elect, you know, mayors, city council members, county commissioners and county attorneys that actually make a change in the life you know uh, your life and, and where you live because those are people that actually when they pass a law it raises your property taxes it you know changes the dynamics of the public school that you know if they're passing ordinances that you know on planning and zoning and if you're not on top of it then that affects your life directly every day, you know. And, and so you need everybody to just stop thinking about national elections, what's going on in the world, because what's going on in the world will continue to go on in the world as it has for, you know, two, three, four, five, ten thousand years, whatever. However long Earth and man have been alive, whatever, don't care. You know, it's always been in a state of flux and changing and politics come and go and governments come and go. As far as prepping, you know, it's to me has always been based on uh, 
world events. And, and I've said, you know, for years that if, if our preps are required because something so bad has happened, it'll be because of politics. Some asshat politician will have fucked things up. You know, Klaus Schwab is now the new boogeyman. It was Hitler for a while, and then it was Stalin and Mussolini and communism and you know, fucking witchcraft at one time. There's always a boogeyman to control the people and, and you know, for the, the leaders. You know, the Aztecs and the people that used to understand astronomy and stuff, would, they would understand the cycles of the moon because, you know, they were in charge of that shit. And meanwhile, everybody else went out and farmed and did their fucking job. And so they would sit there and go, well, you know, by the looks of the moon and the weathers and like the Farmer's Almanac nowadays, you can look at it and go, we're going to have a dry season this year. And it's like, wow, holy fuck. So if you were, you know, one of the the high priests of, you know, the tribe, you know, in Aztec world, you'd sit there and go, well, sacrifice five of your virgin daughters, you know, or things are going to get really bad. And to show you how upset the gods are, tomorrow the moon will be covered by the hand of God. And then there would be an eclipse because, you know, they knew that there would be an eclipse. So they knew their, their prophecy would come into play right away because of that. You know, we're going to have a dry season. Ooh, I'll make a plea to the, the rain gods. So, you know, that, that's what really ends up happening most of the time. It's, it's not, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, these things happen and people take advantage of it. And it's usually governments that do that. Leaders. The big oopaloopa guy, you know, that gets paid to sit around and think of ways that nature is going to, change and then how can they use that to control your fucking life so when it comes down to prepping i always you know look toward politics because they're the dumb fucks that are you know screwing with shit but those are things we can see on an everyday basis and if it happens then we should be semi-prepared for that but if there's really a life-ending event for humans, it'll be, you know, a massive solar flare, you know, so big that it might just scorch the earth and kill us all, or it might just destroy all electronics, might have a reversing of the poles and the magnetic cores, you know, volcanoes, Yellowstone might just blow its top. Those are things that your politicians had nothing to do with because they're way too stupid to figure anything out. So just as, you know, kind of a little background of why I always have talked about politics more than prepping, because prepping to me is like camping. We all like camping. So learning to be prepared is actually quite fucking easy, you know. It just go camping, you know, take some crash courses on hiking or whatever, 
at REI and, and learn something. And then, you know, you're ready. You know, learn how to build a campfire. Learn how to set up a good, safe, secure camp. Learn how to build, you know, improvised shelter if you're, you know, let's say you're out, you know, not camping, but, you know, hiking. And, and your tent catches fire and burns up. Well, can you make a shelter? Sure you can. So it, it's, those are the challenging things that I like, you know, when I was a kid. You know, we would play hooky or I would and I'd just leave fucking school. And, you know, back when I was driving. I'd go up Mount Lemmon, which is, you know, kind of north of Tucson there. You know, you could drive there in like an hour and be up in the mountains. And then I'd just build a shelter. And during monsoon season, it rained every fucking day up there, it seemed like. I would I would just build a shelter and sit there and, and build like a little peak hole out of it and, you know, see if I could build it to where it wouldn't leak when it rained. And then I'd just sit there and, and smoke pot and get high and eat potato chips and drink beer or whatever. Yeah, that was that was my idea of prepping. Learning how to do that shit. So if we can if we can remove ourselves from being in the world or of the world and, and get not in a religious sense, but just not caught, get caught up in the bullshit so fucking much then we can focus on the things that are important. Now, prepping becomes a little more complicated once you get married and have kids. Depending on their age, they really count on you for everything. You know, water. You know, it's just everything. So you need to always, like, be thinking and pick something. And that's why, you know, I say that, you know, get up in the morning just with the mindset. You don't have to run around, turn off all your breakers and, and, and shut the gas off and all that shit. Go, okay, we're going to have a drill, kids. And they're all like, oh, fucking dad, Jesus Christ. But, you know, think to yourself, when I got up this morning, like I went off on coffee the last time, it's like, well, you know, what's a main ingredient in coffee? Water. You know, so water. And then you have yourself, your spouse, you know, possibly... And, and 2.7 children or whatever the national average is. Now it's probably one point something. And then you got the dog. Maybe even a cat or two. So, you know, cats being cats, you could you know, pretty much kick them out of the house. and They'll just eat mice and they'll be fine. Fucking, they're great. They don't give a shit. Dogs, on the other hand, you know. So you're going to need water. How much water do you need if, if the water went out because it was the end of the world as we knew it? Because some politician fucking pissed off somebody like Putin and EMP'd us because Putin has some awesome fucking EMT tech, EMP technology. So we, we have, you know, no power, which means most cities won't have water. And even my city, which is a small town, and there's wells all around the town, they're, they're, they need big, giant pumps. These are massive fucking, you know, uh, electric pumps. Get the water out of the ground, which is you know, pretty deep, to fill up the big tanks 
so then it can run through the system and everything. So you're going to you're going to run out of water. It's just, you know, unless you have a spring or a well. And even if you have a well, you know, is it solar powered? You know, or not. So if it's artesian then you're you're fucking golden. You know, build a 20-foot wall around your property and sell that water and keep the crazies out because you're a rich man. And the same with the spring, you know. So, you you know, like, I don't drink as much soda as I used to. In fact, I, I maybe get a two-liter once every month or so, if that. That's my, you know, little, you know, thing that I got to have, my, my indiscretion with my keto diet. So I, I, I rinse them out because they're, they're really good two-liter bottles and they don't have any BEP in them and they can handle the chemicals and stuff. I rinse them out and I, I put tap water in it. And most tap water has enough chlorine in it to where it's not going to go bad after a year or two. In fact, I have a couple in my shop. Well, I have about 70 of them in my shop all around the place. And I opened one the other day and shook it up and poured it back and forth to get some air in it again. And it tasted fucking fine. You know, and they're they're clear bottles, most of them, except the, the Mountain Dew ones are green. So I can see in there and see if there's anything funky going on in it, as long as I check it every once in a while. So you need to figure out how much water you're going to need on a daily basis until you bug the fuck out to somewhere where there is water. Or if you're going to hunker down like an idiot, then you know how much water you're going to need. And then break that down per person per day. Not like, you know, taking baths and goofing around and doing all that stupid shit you normally do. But at least enough for your coffee, you know, tea, whatever it is you drink. A little bit to wash up. I think they say, you know, per person it's maybe a gallon or something. You know, minimal. You could get by with less. I don't drink a lot of water. I drink coffee. And, and that's about it. You know, but lately I've been trying to drink more water because coffee is... You know, I have to put sugar in it, and, and therefore it goes against my dietary desires. I'm not going to say needs because I chose that diet intentionally. So if you go through your day and then look at some of the simple things you need, like water, then just do a quick Google search, and it'll tell you per person, you know, at a minimum, how much water you need, like even ready.gov, you know, the the people that say preppers are hoarders have articles on that that you know written by the government and even though they're dumb as dirt they do spend freaking hundreds of millions of our dollars to to figure things out usually for the military you know so the information is really good and available to you and then you go well okay now let's say that i live in an area that doesn't have city water or it tastes like fucking garbage then you could run it through maybe an RO system you know and fill those up and put a couple drops of bleach in it and then be good you know so are you going to have to do that most likely if you your city water you know a lot of people won't drink city water because it's just awful tasting you know not so much that you can't shower with it but it's awful tasting and when you're when you're thinking about preparedness, 
you know, you're not going to be taking showers and stuff. You're probably going to be really hesitant on using your toilet that much. The old, you know, grandparents saying was, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. You know, which is kind of a good way to conserve water if you're going to, you know, even today, you know, with power and shit, you know, saves water. It's getting expensive. And, and wars have been fought over water, just the resource of water. You know, Rome's big thing was water. You know, so don't don't underestimate the value of water when shit hits the fan. So you could use an RO or a filter system or something that you normally would do to where you could drink it, you know, a Berkey or something. And you just run your nasty taste in tap water through that. And then you fill up your bottle, put some bleach in it, and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're done. And then, you know, if you're going to be a plant-based person, you know, people are, I'm going to learn to garden. It's like, that's a great idea. You know, if you're into that, awesome. If you live in a city and you can't drill a well, not so awesome. Even if you have your raised bed gardens and your topsy-turvy tomato plant hanging from your, you know, your porch or whatever the hell you do with those stupid things then you really need to think about water because the city water will stop working in a really bad situation. And if it's one of those events like, you know, a CME or, you know, volcanoes and shit like that that erupting and, you know, in the world, like life-ending event, you know, then you're, you're really going to have to really look at water and, and can you get enough to grow your food? Because, you know, you, you plant a tomato today, it's, you know, maybe a couple months. I don't know. I don't eat that stuff, so I don't know how long it takes to grow. But I know when I used to grow a lot of watermelon when I was younger, I loved melons. So I had a melon patch. I had watermelon, honeydew, cantaloupe, some other oddball melon. And I needed a 100-day cycle, you know, growing season of hot or warm temperatures to, to grow them. So, you know, how are you going to get that much water if the city water's gone out? And so people go, oh, you know, I got my homestead. It's like, okay, great. You're off grid and you got a homestead. Now, a lot of that stuff is awesome if it's spring fed to where, you know, nature and God is just pushing the water out of the ground and you're in good shape. But if you have any kind of electronic well, even hand pumps need, you know, their seals replaced every few years. You know, so nothing is eternal other than rain in your area and spring or runoff, you know, depending on where you live. I'm in Arizona. We get a shit ton of rain a few months out of the year. And the rest of the time... It's pretty deep. There's a lot of water in Arizona. Shit tons of water. Arizona is a water reserve for the United States because of its way it's designed. Like Phoenix, they call it the Valley of the Sun because it's a valley. It's a giant depression that most of Arizona drains into. It ends up going down into the system. So it, it's really deep. Well... Even if you got a small well, unless you got one like in the movies where you got a rope tied to a bucket, um, 
you're going to need to replace that rope pretty soon or the bucket. So you got to think longer term with some of your preps. So if you're going to grow food, because that's your diet, and I've talked about this in one of my podcasts. I can't remember what it was. But it, it, it's like, you know, it's like a stairway with a railing running up the middle of it. And you either go right or left of that railing. And there's openings in that railing or you could duck under it and change size. But for the most part, you're either going to be a, a meat-based diet like paleo or caveman or, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, keto, paleo, and caveman now or carnivore. Or you're going to be plant-based. Now, it doesn't mean if you're plant-based, you might not eat meat once in a while. And if you're a meat eater, you might want a, you know, some veggies once in a while. I don't like them because of inflammation. It hurts, you know, because your body processes cellulose, which plants are made out of differently. So you need a lot of water in your, in your diet, you know. And that creates inflammation because you, the way it processes the, the cellulose um, it goes into your lower intestine and has to ferment, which also, you know, really hurts your your flora or whatever. You know, all those nutrients and bacteria running around in your gut that you have to have. So that's why people take, uh, take probiotics and stuff to rebuild that biotic system because the fermentation process killed it. So you can switch sides of that staircase. But for the most part, if you're going to be a meat eater then you're going to need a whole set of different skills, hunting, trapping, fishing, blah, blah, blah. And that would dictate where you should bug out to. If you're going to be plant-based or primarily plant-based, then you're, you're not going to be able to hunker down. And I'm sorry. You know, no matter how much year supply or 72-hour supply or whatever you got, eventually it's going to run out. All your canned veggies are going to run out and everything. And you're not going to have enough water to grow that. Now you may live in a lucky place where it rains enough to where you got good, you know, good, good food, but you know, good water, you know, end to end water supply, like streams and stuff. But you look at the, 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 the farming belt of America, you know, they watered a shit out of that. I mean, sure. It rains a lot, but when it don't, they watered a shit out of that. So, there's a potential flaw in that thinking of, oh, I'm going to grow my own food. Okay, good. Then since you chose the left side of the staircase, all the preps and things you're going to need for that are different than, you know, fishing rods and, you know, trapping gear and snare wire and, you know, for meat and, you know, ammo and 22 and whatever, you know, as opposed to, hose and cultivators and seeds and you know pumps and whatever so you have to you have to look at that and that's all part of the whole water thing you know can you grow enough food with very little water and and you can't count on the city water being there if it's a you know into the world as we knew it so you have to think of that and go yeah i'd like to have raised beds because i want to I want to hunker down, but can you? 
And and if you factor water, like that's your thing, you wake up and go, God, how much water do I have in a day? Talk to one of your city engineers in public works or something, go, how do we get water here? And they'll, you know, laugh thinking, well, it comes out of the ground. You turn the faucet, there it is. But, you know, reality is, how do we get water in our cities? Well, it's pumped or run through irrigation and, you know, like the Central Arizona Project in Arizona and stuff. And it, there's gates, there's 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 pumps you know that take it from here to there um there's uh a lot of you know not only just man hours keeping that working but electricity and 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 fuel for them man hours or women hours or trans hours we'll just call them trans hours because they don't really know if they're men or women these days so instead of mankind or womankind or trying to mix it and put a slash between it we'll just say trans kind so that is when you're thinking about water, it's not just simply how much do I need per day at a minimum. When you factor in growing food, even just a few tomato plants and some whatever, arugula, um, it takes a lot more than a, a gallon a day. You know, it, it takes a lot. You know, and if you have a garden, anybody has a real garden, they understand that. A lot of work, a lot of time. And if the world has ended, a lot of security. So think about that. And, and that's what thinking about just water will do to your outlook and your preps. So you kind of got to always be looking at, you know, worst case scenario, because we're preppers. We spend most of our time thinking about scenarios and situations and, and stuff. And for, you know, last, you know, since I've been alive, since, you know, I was in my teens, worried about being prepared, the end of the world, basically. Um, I've been thinking about it. It hasn't happened yet, thank God. But things are getting worse. And the longer something doesn't happen, the closer that that doomsday clock, you know, comes around to midnight, whether it's a a massive solar flare, uh, a... you know, an EMP from one of the countries we pissed off that might want our, our farming area and not, you know, destroy the, the, the soil. So they EMP us, you know, n- numerous times and then just wait for us all to kill each other. And then they move in with their armies and, you know, the, the remaining 9% or 10% become, you know, slaves, basically, because you know, we're fucked. So there's there's a lot of reasons to think about the the big picture you know like which side of the staircase are you going to go up on and when it comes to bugging out that's why I've always trained myself more for meat eating and became a keto kind of carnivore diet to where I know I can always eat no matter where I am in the world just like the paleoithic man did because they survived or we wouldn't fucking be here so that worked, and we weren't a a agricultural based or plant based humans as as a species. They might have eaten them from time to time where it was locally available, but for the most part, ninety percent or more of their diet was was meat. It's just because it was available, and, and it gives me more options as being prepared of what I do when that time comes, because you're not going to hunker down, especially if you're a, a plant eater. 
uh, hunkering down is suicide. Even if you have land and you have your own well and you ha- have a way to pump that water, you become a big, ginormous target because you're, you're in a world, you're a small fish in a big sea of sharks because everybody becomes a predator in that case. And if, you know, I, okay, I'm not bashing plant eaters, you know, or vegans or vegetarian, but most of them are, are, are peace, love, and dub, you know, dumbasses that are going to think, oh, well, we'll just all live and let live. And, you know, them bad people, they won't come and hurt us. They might help us farm. <laughs> okay, you know, dream on, you know, monkey boy. <laughs> They're not going to live and let live. So you, you, you know, you have to remove yourself from that, even if your strict belief is to be vegan and not eat animals because they have a face. Um, you still have to look at reality. You have to gun up. You have to build security systems and stuff and you're going to need a big team to protect that much land and the bigger your team gets the more land you need and the more food you need to grow so there's a there's a break-even point somewhere in the in that equation you have to think about it and find it you know unless you're somewhere where you're so remote that you don't really need to protect that that farmland you know especially when you get down to nine ten percent you know people still living then it's a lot of dirt for people to you know, drive around in and stuff. But, you know, technology is not like it was, you know, a hundred years ago. You know, a lot of these bad actors will have drones. They will have capability of checking out the area where they live. And if they go up in their drones and start gridding the area, they might see your nice little green spot of land and go, what the fuck is that? This is our land. Even though they didn't buy it because they're losers. And they'll They'll come and find you and, and kill you and take your shit. You know, they don't need you and your group to feed also. What, what do they care? You know, it's like, they'll just kill you because they're single-mindedly focused on their group. You're not part of their group. And some of their group might know how to farm and do all that shit, so they just kill you and move their people in. So don't become narrow-minded in this, If you know. And that's why, you know, I, I, I thrive on, on learning from, like, Jeremiah Johnson and, you know, Hugh Glass. You know, the, the, the guy from Revelant, the movie with uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. See, you stop thinking about it and then it leaks back in. You know, these people survived with really nothing as far as what we consider something in our, in our lives today. And he just walked out there and they survived. You know, Hugh Glass got attacked by a bear, got kind of stitched up with some kind of animal gut and and some poultice spit and prayers. And it eventually ended up being abandoned out there and, you know, on the verge of death, had to crawl, you know, a couple hundred miles, you know, to, to get to somewhere where they could help him. And, you know, by then he was pretty healthy. It took him a couple of years to crawl that far. So he got to where he could walk and all that. But, you know, they call it crawling. But <laughs> So if that's your survival plan, then you're in better shape than plant eaters. I'm sorry. Once you get rid of big farming or it collapses, 
and they can't grow all that fancy shit that makes your smoothie and you don't have an electricity to run your blender, um, things change. The world goes back to the way it was where 99% of the plants on earth will kill you if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And even if you do, they could still kill you because I, I've seen a lot in the news like, you know, Yule Gibbons when I was a kid for Grape Nuts commercials, you know, it was like, you know, did you know that parts of a pine tree are edible? Well, good. You know, he died. I don't know what from, and that's not a fair comparison, but, you know. So the reality is people that, you know, are mushroom fanatics, you know, die from eating the wrong mushroom because it looks so much like this other one. And so plants are designed more for medicine and for animals and then you kill the animal and then you eat that plant through the animal's meat because its body has processed it and now you can get protein and fat out of that animal. So water is the shit. If you're going to live off grid, how much water do all of your farm animals take per day per animal? And if you don't have a well that you know or a stream or a creek that that will always run, <clears throat> then, you know, your two gallons a day for you and your wife are going to jump up exponentially per animal to where saving water and having a weak supply of water is just a, a fucking joke. So... Think it through. You know, I'm not bashing on anyone, even though I would, you know, I'm not a plant eater and I think it's just a silly waste of time. But the reality is, if you like eating plants and you're going to grow it and you're going to have your team and you're going to have a farm and all that shit, there's a lot to think about. That's all I'm saying. And if you're not at that place yet to where you can pull that off, then you better start thinking about not hunkering down and having all your preps in one place because you're going to get overrun. I mean, I mean, if you could hunker down for the first year and not be found and, and killed and eaten, you know, by the crazies, then, uh, then you might survive because when 90% of the people die, then you're, you're pretty safe anywhere. But, and, and you don't even need to have your retreat you know, or your readout or your bug out location or your new community that you're building. 99, 90% of the people die or even within the first six, eight months, that many people die. There's fucking land available for everyone now. You know, you don't need to have the title of it. You just start living on it. As long as you got enough firepower to protect it, it's yours. I mean, I'm not talking about going in and looting somebody of their property or stealing them, but odds are they're dead be pretty easy to watch the place for a week or two and go, yeah, they're fucking dead. And just move in, clean the place up, honor their memory by, you know, fixing their house up and burying their corpses or whatever happened. And then just, you know, don't be a dick. Or you can be a dick. It really doesn't matter. So water, just water. Think about water at every level. And don't just sit there and go, well, I got batteries and solar power for my, my pump. Yeah, you do. And that might last a year, two, three, ten. Depending on your age, ten years might be plenty. 
There's still maintenance that goes with everything. I mean, we're all old enough to know that no matter what your wife says, hey, we should do this, it, 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 it moves over to that honeydew list for the next rest of your life because everything requires maintenance all the time. You know, your pump needs maintenance. Your batteries need maintenance. They need replaced. Your well casing, your pump down there and all that stuff. Think about it long term. And if you're not pretty sure you're going to die in the next three or four years, then you can live off of a lot of things, you know, stupid store batteries and stuff like that. But think about it long term. If you have a family and you're in the 30s or 40s, millennials or whatever the fuck they're called, um, you could live another 40, 50 years. If a zombie doesn't eat you or you don't die in a nuclear blast or the, the, the eruption or the solar flare, if you're one of the lucky living ones, which is why we prep, then you're going to need to think caveman, you know, mountain man, Hugh Glass kind of thing. And, and you're not going to want to be trapped in the city. You can come back later. Or you could circle back, as you know, Raggedy Ann used to say, or whatever her name was, Jensaki. Peppermint Patty. That's it. That's the funniest fucking thing. Um, so you're, you're gonna, you can circle back to the big cities later on, depending on how fast the die-off is. And you might find some cool shit. But uh, I wouldn't count on it. So there's my take on water. Just fucking water. In fact, maybe I'll, I'll title it that. Just fucking water. So I'm here at McDonald's because the world has not ended. And so therefore I can get my two sausage egg McMuffins, throw out the muffins and eat two eggs and two sausage patties for five bucks. That's a fucking deal. All right. You guys all take care until next time. Um, if you want to send me a, a, a comment on Podbean or something like that or wherever you find this, if it has comments available, you shoot me a comment with, you know, what else, you know, you think we should discuss in depth or anything that I might have forgot about or not forgot about, you know, and how you, you know, what you think is next. Email me, mark at prepperguy.com. That always works. And you can follow me on Substack, uh, Mark Boyle at Substack.com, I think is what it is. I've been mostly talking and bashing on my city because that's local government and we just need to get them fuckers under control. Um, PrepperGuy.com. Also, uh, DefundBureaucracy.info. Mark at DefundBureaucracy.info if you want to talk to me about anything pertaining to, you know, government overreach, bureaucracy. So I think I've beaten that dead horse enough. In fact, if the world had ended and I found a dead horse, I'd eat that fucker. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.